Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The, the glutamate industry. Is that, <laughs> is there an industry for big, like, big like organized big together? Big glutamate. <laughs> You think of like the Last Supper table with like Jesus and all that. There's big glutamate. There's big pharma. There's Monsanto at the head. Like it, big fluoride. Yes, like, big fluoride. Big, big root canal. Also, big, big atom bomb is, yeah. is there. Yeah, so big Hitler. Big Hitler. Yeah, big Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. Well, Hitler is in the middle. Everything. He's the one that everybody's paying. There's attention also little to. Hitler. It's weird. <laughs> God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from religious cinema, because if you can't stop the lambs from screaming, you can at least give them a good reason. I'm your host, Noah Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. Uh, you know what's getting super boring? <laughs> what's that? Uh, putting coffee in my mouth. <laughs> I am bored with that. But don't worry. Got some great new ideas in this just, movie. We'll tell you all about some alternatives that'll come from this episode. And sitting 81 miles to my right is the spot where Eli usually sits. He's going to be unable to join us this week. But don't worry. We have a guest masochist who's always talking about how much funnier she is than Eli. Anyway, 225 <laughs> miles to my south southwest is our guest masochist, Natalie Newell. Natalie directed the documentary Science Moms, which is kind of the good universe version of the movie we yeah, watched this week. Bizarro this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, she's also the co-host of the Parenthetical Science Podcast. Natalie, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for having me. And yeah, mine is the good universe uh, movie where we don't tell people to put coffee in strange places. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's not get judgy about everything right away. We'll get to it. This is where we're and going. We'll have our this. own opinions about what's good and what isn't. Strange is in the brown eye of the beholder. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So tell us, Heath, what? Because <laughs> people are damn curious if they what didn't look I at the title, right? Talking about? <laughs> what will we be breaking down today? Yeah. We watched The Beautiful Truth. It's the story of a kid in Alaska who gets homeschooled by his dad, and his bio class is about Gerson therapy, which is oh. a diet that fixes every single disease in the universe. And you do that by eating non-GMO vegetables. They're genetically static somehow. Also, <laughs> uh, drinking infomercial juice once an hour. And, of course, hydrofracking your colon with coffee. <laughs> coffee enemas is a, a real thing it, they do. A quart of coffee. Like, not, this, yeah. is, this is not just a little bit of coffee. This is a quart of coffee in your not butt. A double espresso. No, that's yeah, reasonable. Exactly. Yes. Everybody knows a double espresso would be reasonable, but no, this is a quart. We're, yes. we're getting a quart, so go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, Natalie, how bad was this movie? Oh, man. Okay. This movie 
is so bad that it made me long for the simpler times in my life when I watched GMO OMG and thought, eh, it's kind of shitty that this dad is using his little kids to push his anti-science agenda. No, see, Mm. the director of our film, the narrator, whatever, he was like, hold my beer because I'm about to use my (laughs) 15-year-old homeschooler in my straight-to-YouTube documentary about the cure for cancer. And it's like, (sighs) if if you liked Vaxxed, but you wished it had more of, you know, the real deep truth about fluoride and you loved what the hell, <laughs> but you thought it was missing the personal journey of a kid who's oddly obsessed with the burial process of obese people. You're going you're gonna to fucking love this movie. You will love this movie. You're going to love this movie. <laughs> there is a person. There is a person. There is a niche market out there. There is that person that's like, I want a 15-year-old to talk about dead people dying and get in their uh, caskets. But whatever, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there yeah. were 31,000 views, 131 yeah. thumbs up. Somebody is this movie's market. Oh, that guy is slow clapping right now. <laughs> yeah. He's so goddamn excited <laughs> that we're doing this. He's like, you got it, Natalie. You you found, yeah, this is it. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to throw a quick thing out here about the uh, sort of the what's the harm of this. Because since I watched this movie on YouTube the other day, that the Google AdSense shit that I get on like Skype and Facebook, all that has been <laughs> goddamn insane, right? Like every ad now is for like organic bicycle tires and fucking and a lot of like cancer therapy shit, right? Like because Google thinks, oh, you must have cancer. You watch that movie. Boy, does that underscore the what's the harm perfectly, right? Would you like a palette of bell peppers? Nope. No, not like a palate of bell peppers. No, you just want carrots because that's all you're going to juice for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's it. All right. So like, and I'm glad, Heath, that you brought this up because the movie takes way too long to get to the coffee and the ass part. Like we're an hour plus into this movie before it reveals ass coffee. Yeah. Yeah. They bury the lead a little bit. That's, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. a, it's a slow burn to get to that point. It's, it takes a while. It's a, it's a meandering journey and a slow it's burn a slow to get roast. to the yeah, yeah, slow roast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought, cause that, that saves, I had in my notes, make sure we bring up coffee enemas early. Cause I don't want to squeeze all my coffee up the ass jokes into the last 20 minutes of the show. So from the beginning, <laughs> this diet is veganism plus coffee enemas. Yeah. There'll be a lot of jokes about that. <laughs> Buckle in, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, is there anything you want to nominate this one for being the best, being the worst at? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say best worst, trying to make mundane objects seem evil and scary. Yes. Yeah. At one point, I'm just going to give one quick example. At one point, <laughs> they do a pop scare with a baby carrot. I'm, I will get yes! there. That's all I'm going to say. They try to pop scare us with a baby carrot. That's, you'll see. Oh. Natalie, any best worst? Yeah, so I'm going to go best worst advertisement for homeschooling. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, so, I mean, not all homeschoolers, but this one for sure. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, and look, I mean, I was homeschooled, okay, for much of my uh, education. But your dad's not from Alaska and illiterate. Well, that helped. That helped. Neither is your mom, yeah. But it's funny. I was talking with uh, with Andrew Torres, who homeschools his son. The other day, and we were just saying, like, hey, look, you know, I'd give it up in a heartbeat if it meant everyone else had to, too, right? Like, if, if I yeah. could give, you know, like, I got a better education because I was homeschooled, I would give up my better education if it meant that, like, this kid got to go to actual science class, yeah. right? Yeah. This kid right. needs science class. Needed science <laughs> class. I don't know how old he is now, but he, he needed science class and... <laughs> 
<laughs> and some therapy probably too. But, yeah, you probably know. more we'll than a little bit. Some Adderall, definitely some Adderall too would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> he does not pay attention to his movie. No, he's, we'll get there. he's pretty checked out. All right, uh, so I was going to go with best worst proof of the cover up. <laughs> right. So which cover whole, up though? Because yeah, it's all the cover up. A lot of <laughs> Everything's well, being covered up. We should we should also point out right away that this movie just makes constant 90 degree turns into new crazy with no warning. So you're going to think from time to time that you accidentally fast forwarded in this episode. You haven't. No. That's just what this movie does. No, this movie is like a conspiracy theorist fever dream. It's just all over the place <laughs> yeah. and like it can't right. keep itself straight. No, it, like there are like moments where I'm writing in my notes. Oh, now we're talking about. And by the time I get that done, we're talking about something different again. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't realize we were watching a dental woo movie, but we did for like 20 minutes. <laughs> there was definitely a time. Um, yeah. OK, so but one of the things that this movie does over and over again is present things that are like obvious refutations of their whole theory, whatever that theory happens to be during that 10 minute segment of the movie. And that and 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 like act like that's proof of the cover up. Like no one will take him seriously. Proof of the cover up. You know, I've got that in my notes quite a bit. All right. So like I said, this movie takes a lot of sharp turns. We're going to need a quick break to get ourselves buckled in. But when we come back, we'll break down all the asinine stream of consciousness that is the beautiful truth. And that's why I'm of the opinion that the health benefits from fluoridated municipal water supplies continue to justify the expenditure. Thank you, doctor, for your testimony. The committee will now consider the testimony of Mr. Steve Kroschel. Mr. Kroschel, could you please state your qualifications for the record? Uh, thank you, Madam Chairperson. You're welcome. Could you please state your qualifications? I, I, well, I kind of did. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that would be just... A pregnant pause, ma'am. I see. So you have no expertise on this matter. Mm. Well, I, I I read most of an article on the aliens that built the Sphinx. Okay, but the you last part part. Yeah. Oh well, but you know this is a hearing about water fluoridation, right? Most of the time, I know that. Yes, most of today. I, the rest of the time, I think I've been kidnapped by trolls. Okay, but what do you have to add to today's proceedings? Um, aggressively misinformed scaremongering. Oh, excellent. We value that more than scientific consensus. I know. I know. I mean, did you hear about that GMO labeling bullshit we're doing? Right? It's so stupid. So what would you like us to do? Uh, oh, um, ban yoga mats from Subway sandwiches, uh, remove mercury from the periodic table, and make the leprechaun stop taking my newspaper. Done. This governance has been brought to you by skeptics who don't vote in the primaries. God damn it. <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off this documentary with a kid turning pages, each of which has one quote on it. <laughs> I, I prefer books that just fill the whole page with words, but that's me. It's not everybody. Yeah. You're weird uh, like that, of, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the quotes was, a uh, giant ellipsis, like seven <laughs> ellipses, <laughs> yes. followed by no diet ever has been shown to ever cure cancer, the American Cancer Society. Now, I was just wondering if that giant ellipsis had any context. <laughs> no, it. No. Like, it doesn't need any, no. but I'm still curious if it had any. That's the only thing the American Cancer Society has ever said about diet, and it has no context. <laughs> There's no studies. Just just take take the word of this 
straight to YouTube film for it because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think the li- giant ellipsis was him trying to like increase the word count? He's like three words shy and he's like, let me add dots to all the ellipses. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he has a series of quotes there. That's not the only one. Yeah. Um, okay. One other one I just want to mention. Um, the quote was, there have been many cures and all have been systematically suppressed with a Gestapo-like thoroughness <laughs> by the cancer establishment. That quote was from Robert Atkins, it, by the way. Is yes, that Atkins, that Atkins diet? That is the bacon the instead bacon of carrots guy. guy. Yep. Oh. That's the guy. The, and But the, the movie, this is worth 35 seconds in. They went full Godwin in 35 <laughs> seconds. They're Just setting the records. They're they're aiming for something. They're like, we, we want to go Godwin as quickly as possible. And, <laughs> and congratulations. Often. Early and they often. They will keep doing yeah. that. Yes, they will. Yep. And so there's this point, though, in, I mean, the first, what, minute of the film when you realize that we're watching somebody's school report. Yep. Like, we're <laughs> yep, not Based we're on not a watching, real term paper. Yeah, we're watching <sighs> a, a report which is posing the question to us, needle or tomato? <laughs> because this is, this is the question. It's, it's one or the other. Pick a needle yeah. or pick a tomato. This is how you're going to live. So the, what, like, what the fuck did you make me watch? Okay, so to give that context, the, 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 when, we, when he finally closes the cover on these quotes, we see that this is his school report titled Cancer and Disease, Politics and You. You is all capitalized. There's no punctuation. <laughs> Homeschooling ain't working for this kid. But right below that, he's drawn a tomato and then the, the verses, VS, and a needle. Like, yeah, like those. <laughs> the kid couldn't even go to clip art and get, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, let's go to Microsoft Word when we can or something. But he had to draw it like in fucking pencil. I mean, uh, first uh, of all, let's just say all the graphics and images in this film are drawn with either pencil or Sharpie. Yeah. Uh, well, so, and by a 15 year old kid who really is not for a 15 year old. Who is very stupid. Am I wrong? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is a stupid 15 year old. Well, but look, like, at, he look loses, what he gets he, for education. Oh. He's like he loses tic tac toe to himself in the margins of his own report. It's, it's really bad. Oh, Garrett! Garrett is our protagonist, and we are following him on a journey from drawing needles and tomatoes to telling old people to put coffee up their butts. So, like this, is, like <laughs> yes, that is the destination. That's, that's the elevator pitch that got taken. <laughs> Somebody's like, I want to take this ride, and let's let's have Garrett. You know, be our spirit guide on it. And 31,000 people wanted to take that ride with Garrett. Oh, and if you want to know how bad this is going to be, they don't make you wait. So the first spoken words, I have this down as the five cheesiest possible words to start on anything with. All right. Yeah. The first words we hear are the infinite depths of darkness. Can be sliced open by light is the rest of that, by the way. And it just keeps going with like weirdly erotic slam poetry (laughs) about about the earth as a dick, I'm pretty sure, which was the metaphor. Like, what a delicate vessel coming to life. Yeah, the movie is trying to fuck me at a college party already. Like, I thought they were about to start playing Wonderwall and ask me to sit on the movie's lap. Like, it was really awkward. You're like, at least wait till five minutes in. Like, we've only been here for But... But this is, this is how it starts. <laughs> this is how it begins. And it sounds, I mean, I, I wrote down 
something about it sounding like Carl Sagan, but if Carl Sagan was maybe a really skeezy dude that lives in a van by the river, like <laughs> it, that would be the best. So <laughs> Carl Sagan is Matt Foley. <laughs> Patreon, go. <laughs> we will resurrect Carl Sagan just long enough. And Farley. We'll resurrect both of them so Farley can give him some pointers. Like, yeah. yeah I mean, if, if there was an afterlife somewhere, Carl Sagan is crying right now because this guy was trying to do an impression of him by saying word salad that yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, we... You know, they talk about naturalists and we meet we meet 15-year-old Garrett who has experienced nature in the raw, which is the porn sequel to this film. Like, <laughs> oh, this was weirdly graphic. Can we talk about the animal <laughs> yeah, birth yeah, can that we, talk we see about that? right Cause, now? Because that yeah. is nature in the raw. Well, okay, so yeah, we, 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 we first we learned that cancer was cured back in 1928 and then we meet Garrett and he's just a regular kid jumping rivers into bikes and skateboarding and stuff. And then it's like, but this kid has seen some shit. And we watch an <laughs> antelope give birth. And it's like, well, now we've seen some shit, too. It was so weird. The narrator's like, okay, well, a famous naturalist, who I've never heard of, by the way, said, if you pull on a string of nature, you get the rest of nature. And for 15-year-old Garrett, he relearns this every day. And then we watch, um, I'm pretty sure, a stillborn caribou pop out of its mouth. <laughs> What the fuck just happened? Like, did he pull on the umbilical cord? (laughs) I don't know. String analogy is really unraveling. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting full animal birth there. But but we're just walking a mile in Garrett's shoes here. (laughs) I guess so. so. (laughs) And also, this is where they introduce Max Gerson, who is the dietary messiah that as much as anything will be what this movie is about, right? We're going to take a lot of weird diversions, but we keep coming back to Gerson. This is the guy that in 1928 cured cancer by discovering that babies needed food. (laughs) Yeah, he closed the pantry doors. Well, right, yes, yes, because the the cancer was so happy with all the stuff we were feeding it. We just need to starve. Yeah. yeah, well, if we all starve, we will not die of Pills cancer. The cancer. That's <laughs> All right, and now it's time to meet Neighbor Bob. And the way we meet Neighbor Bob is that's where they go for their milk. But it's not pasteurized. They actually say no store could legally provide the milk that we use. It's that good. Are yeah. they selling cracker milk? Like, what is, what is Yeah, the E. coli salesman is going to be a good guy yes. in this movie. Right. I mean, Bob Bob is our resident skeptic, right? Sort of. Yep. Yeah, he's the one who's like, well, I'd need to see some scientific proof. And I'm like, well, if anyone could evaluate scientific proof, Bob. It's the unpasteurized goat's milk salesman. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone could bring the science, it's homeschooled Garrett. Well, right, right, exactly. That's where I look for my oncology opinions. Um, and okay, so we get this weird little bit about how, you know, the, the Garrett heard about the Gerson diet and saved Bob's wife's breasts with it. Um, and then it's like, and then everyone in town believed the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Okay, and and, and, on, and the else? mayor, else? the banker, and the hammer museum guy. I, that was what? what the fuck? I paused it. I paused it then. And what? I just I I paused it and I wrote just I'm watching a film about Gerson therapy, what the fuck? But also 
literally the mayor, the baker, the candlestick maker, and the Hammer Museum. This is where we are. We're in a town that has Hammer a Hammer Museum, Museum, and that's who we need to talk about. Oh, I wanted so bad to see the Hammer Museum guy in action. Just like people going in like, hey, man, do you have any screwdrivers? Get the fuck out. <laughs> Every day with this shit. It's a Hammer Museum. <laughs> Assholes. If it's Fucking not hammers, kids. it's crap. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, the beekeeper. Yeah, oh, the beekeeper too. Therapy. Really, the bee cancer is that a problem? <laughs> what, like, given bees, tiny little coffee animals with a <laughs> syringe? What the fuck? You, really? Every bee, just tiny, one tiny syringe. One bee at a time. <laughs> one bee at wait, a time. wait, have I already? Did I do that guy? Sh- oh fuck! Oh, uh, reshuffle. Start again. Quit Start again. Around, guys. This they're, is they're the healthiest bees. They're the healthiest taking bees a long time. Jesus. Every minute of this movie has so much crazy in it. Have we met John yet at this point? Uh, Who was John? The neighbor who has no legs. Oh, yes. Yes. Diabetes John. Diabetes legless John. Yeah. We'll see him again (laughs) later, too, of course, because everybody gets revisited. Well, I love that John, we see John. Okay, so we see John and they're like, John didn't hear about the Gerson therapy in time. And that's why he lost his legs to diabetes. But every time we look at him, he's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. That has nothing to do with it. Come on. (laughs) Well, and what's the message? Like, if he did have Gerson therapy, like, I've been drinking 18 pints of juice every day. My diabetes just won't go away, though. (laughs) What? Yeah, right? So, okay. So now we learn, uh, we, we meet sort of, uh, Max Gerson's daughter, who carries on his legacy and looks like they cast Francis McDormand to play John Adams. Oh my God. <laughs> right? Like, you couldn't look more insane than this woman. Like, if you were, if you were cast to play insane, you would dress up like this lady. Accurate. <laughs> uh, yes. And apparently she heard about this town in Alaska where the candlestick maker and the hammer museum guy sure did love her dad's work. So she sent a copy of her book to Garrett, to the kid. Because because really, somehow it has been established in this bizarro universe that this movie was filmed in that Garrett is the go-to for cancer yeah. treatment. <laughs> yeah, I guess, <laughs> yes. And, and I think they pointed out in, in the movie that even a 15-year-old could find the text of this book a good read. Like, Garrett's just sitting there. He's reading comic books one day, and the next day he's like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna read about cancer therapy." <laughs> it was well, it was a, maybe the best book ever. In fact, they show him flipping through the book, Ugh. and the subheadings that we see are, "I shit you not," fluoride, aspartame, chemical agriculture, and nine eleven was the Jews. Like, maybe <laughs> stop showing chapter headings. It's not helping. I prefer the non-chemical agriculture myself I when it's like you know when it's just raw energy that's when I like it the best when it hasn't frozen into some kind of anyway this is also where we learned that the uh the protagonist of this uh science documentary has never read a whole book until this one yep this is the first entire book he's read and he's 15 yeah great homeschooling dad he's 15 (laughs) years old and this this is where this is where it begins his educational get him, journey. Get him one of the illustrated classics with the picture every other page. Yeah, I right. Don't know. Something. Get him to read a fucking book, man. <laughs> yeah. So he's like Garrett almost never could finish a book, but this was book. This book was different. Do partly. This is a quote. Do partly in what the book addressed. And I'm like, okay, Dad, you haven't really finished a lot of books either, have you? Now let's be fair. 
<laughs> so I just put it on the kid. Um, so, but he's like, yeah, no, but he, when he read about this cancer therapy, it made so much sense to him because it fit with what he already knew. And I'm like, yep, good cancer cures. Any good medical cure should be intuitive. I was just saying that the other day. <laughs> That's what you want in a medical cure is the kind of thing a 15 year old could come up with. <laughs> Jesus. Also, oh, we got to talk about the bomb. Yeah, we have to talk about the bomb. <laughs> because just there's a bomb now in the movie. Because just so everybody knows. This, this was just another what the fuck movie are we yeah. watching? Because it's just brought up so nonchalantly in the narration. Yeah. Like, like this is a thing that happens on the regular that a kid. <laughs> you know how it is when yeah. you're a kid. Yeah. You, you, know, you know how it is when you make an art project in quotes that somehow resembles a bomb. Dad, yes. dad throws it out because dad finds an art pro like, I mean, yeah, I have kids. I throw away stuff that they've drawn because I'm not going to keep stacks of paper. But like, if I saw something that looked like a fucking bomb, I might say, "Hey, what's up? What are, you, what are you guys doing? What what is this?" Well, and and I, got, I have to point out, okay, because the the way he brings this up is says, and and then Garrett learned a, a lesson about being misunderstood when they mistook his art project for a bomb. Okay, and then he he zooms in on a newspaper article about it. According to this article. In his movie, the art project was a hollowed out wooden block containing gunpowder, paper scraps, and buffer material used for loading or for home loading of ammunition. <laughs> That's art. It's art. And the garbage man reported it. So it was like, it says not a bomb on the side. Like clearly <laughs> this kid made a fucking bomb, right? The kid, the kid made a bomb and then he was homeschooled. Yeah, well, his grades <laughs> fell. He's like, his grades started to fall, even though they used to be straight A's. I'm just going to show you the report cards from after they fell, though. Trust me on the straight A's. <laughs> okay, so his first homeschooling assignment, now that dad's taking him out of the public schools where the man is filling him full of lies, was to scientifically prove that a quack cancer cure works. Yeah, what? Yeah. What has happened? Like, is this a normal homeschooling thing? Like, okay, son. I want you to become uh, an autodidactic oncologist on 4chan, <laughs> please, now is your next assignment. On camera. What? <laughs> you know, you've never read an entire book in your life, but cure cancer, please. Yeah, right. If you don't mind. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, so he starts at the library because they're not some fancy computer in the home type family. And this is where he discovers that fluoride is evil. And you can tell by the tricky spelling, yeah. like U-O. What the fuck has U-O in its spelling? Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So he he also we see this list that he has like he's taking notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like it's, it's just a list of, of all things that somebody once told him were bad. Right. GMOs, oh. irradiated food. Is that, yep. are we on that? Yeah, that's yeah. the list. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, his notes are the best. It says GMOs, irradiated food. And then the next line, it says other thing. Arrow, yes. proof dash science. Yes. First of all, okay. First of all, other thing. He had to thing. write out the words. Other, like yeah. he next bullet point spelled out, <laughs> and go next thing. Proof dash science, and then it and says then, people healed. And then, yeah. is there hope? That's the extent of his notes. And those aren't just his notes from the book, by the way. That's the outline of the film. Yeah, yep. and we keep returning to his yeah. handwritten scrawlings in his notebook to yeah. set the stage of where we are. Because otherwise, you know what, though? Honestly, if we didn't have his notes telling us what crazy topic we were talking about next, we would have no, we'd have no idea. 
Yeah, right. You no, know? that actually was a good vehicle it was. choice. Oh, this it was. this was it, like he read Sid Fields and came up with these notes for his movie. <laughs> yeah, it's great. All right, so now it's time for Garrett to tell us about uh, Gerald Cox. Uh, and really, he's got to tell us about fluoride being evil and Harold Hodge trying to create comic book villains, apparently. <laughs> um, so this is okay. Someone walk me through this. Why is fluoride related to atom bombs? <laughs> yeah, see, this was a part where I was watching and I was I was stone cold sober watching this movie. But which I was probably a mistake. Really bad, Big bad, mistake. That was a yep. really bad choice. In hindsight, <laughs> I, I made a grave error with that. Um, I, I know I actually poured a drink for myself and ended up only taking one sip because I was writing so much. And a lot of it was just what the fuck. And this part, the, the like fluoride zombie, whatever stuff, I, I don't really understand. Did it make any sense to anybody? I it, it, no, not me anyway. It's very, very confusing. We see a pencil drawing. They try to make sense of it. <laughs> There's a pencil drawing of a guy getting injected with uranium, plutonium, and fluoride like you yes. do in, in, a, in a syringe. Yeah. Take a fucking conspiracy movie. Like, what are you talking about? And then, yeah, that's a hearty fucking syringe. You, there's no, yeah, there's like Vladimir Putin squirting him with a super soaker. Like, it makes no sense. And then they try to tie it in with the atom bomb because fluoride was one of the ingredients in the, the A bomb. Yeah, right. Was, yeah. It was but, a lot jumbled into one, probably what, two minute section of the movie? Yeah, right. Yeah. This is, this all happens in 90 seconds. We introduce fluoride, we tie it somehow to atom bombs. Mm -hmm. Because I think, honestly, because we needed a gratuitous, a gratuitous mushroom cloud somewhere in the film, we'd already had a Nazi reference after all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we meet Edward Bernays, who is the Ray Kroc of fluoride zombie production, apparently. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, as we're, as we're still going, like, wait, what the, how the fuck does fluoride being used in atom bombs mean we want to dump it in our water? How are the, as we're saying that, he's like, also, Cell phone transmissions are killing the bees. <laughs> the crazy train keeps rolling. And yes. just rolling down the track. Like, Wait, yes. okay. The, the bees are back. Never mind. Of, just, yeah, right, right. Yeah, remember, it all ties back together, guys. We already introduced <laughs> the bees. Jesus. All right, and also, you know what? Wolves don't have cavities. You know why? They don't use cell, cell phones. All right. <laughs> Uranium. <laughs> Wolves don't get enough ura no, uranium. No, they get too much injections. Uranium. Because because wolves put enough coffee in their ass. That's Duh. what it is. Because Garrett is injecting the wolf population with coffee out of us. <laughs> right. Like, honestly, honestly, if during your research you had come across an article about this kid being caught in the Alaskan Wildlife Refuge putting coffee up a wolf's ass, how surprised would you be? Not at all. On a scale Not of zero all. to zero, if right? They panned it's over a hard zero. He was doing a, 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 a fecal microbiota transplant with a wolf and coffee and a bunch of wolf's asses. I would not have been surprised at all. I'd have been like, oh, okay, that makes more sense than your segue to cell phones. Like, yeah, yeah. like this right. is just a regular Tuesday for Garrett. Like, this is just what he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we, like, again, and so much of this is just going to be these kind of, this is literally the argument he makes at one point. Um, he says, despite diet being proven to be related to skull formation, People still put fluoride in the water. 
I'm not exaggerating. What? That's the I quoted the movie there. Despite diet being proven to be related to skull formation, people still put fluoride in the water. <laughs> yeah, they have an expert. They here they talk to a, the expert who says no. There is absolutely no reasonable doubt that fluoride in the water is good for teeth. Yeah. And then the and and then like the narrator goes, or is it? No, it is. It, it is. is. It is. I mean, <laughs> but but for dramatic effect, let's let's pose that question again in a you know narrator voice. But uh, yeah, ask a fucking. Well, and let's pose it again and then show a picture of Hitler. Yeah, and yeah, I love and they how they that. just take it to Hitler. They're they're just like let's 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 bring it there. Right, but but it only works if you put it directly on your teeth. Apparently, that's the catch. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Right. The, the floor drinking. How doesn't does, doesn't help. Well, see, originally I wrote, where do you drink from, dude? But then <laughs> but, I watched yeah. the rest dude, well, of the movie. You need to keep watching. Wait for it. <laughs> your ass. But I mean, I think, you know how the best way to use Viagra? You just smash it into your penis. <laughs> it's like that with fluoride, too. It's the same thing. I get what they're saying. So, uh, and yeah, and then we see Hitler because as near as I could tell, Hitler used chemicals to murder Jews and fluoride advocates also use chemicals. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So now we jerk back into the Gerson therapy lane without even checking our fucking mirrors. And the dad says, well, now Garrett needed to see both sides of medicine. Like, there are not two sides of medicine. There's, it's not how I it mean, works. Unless not is one of the sides. <laughs> no, there's, there's medicine. Things that work are considered medicine. Alternative medicine is just bullshit. Yeah. Well, you know. Other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> medicine and other. <laughs> and this movie explore. strictly falls into the other category. It does. And just <laughs> swims in it. Yeah. And this is where we have like the actual experts that they they have like three experts in a row going, yeah, no, it's this is absolutely bullshit. Yeah. And why did they keep this part? I don't, I don't know. Like, especially the last guy. It was like a couple of guys said, like, no, that's that's the dumbest thing ever. It doesn't even make sense to guess that that might work. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, it doesn't. Yeah. We yeah, checked exactly. and it doesn't. But like the last guy, it was like, okay, all right, but what about the editor in chief here of an alternative medicine journal? Still go fuck myself. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought that was spinning that last note. We'll cut this later. No, see, like, and, I, and I wrote down in my notes, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Stephen Barrett from Quack Watch. I was so stoked. And I'm like, but, but then thinking, you, why? Why did you keep him in? <laughs> yeah. Why right. did you keep him in? <laughs> well, again, so, so that the narrator could come in after all the experts and go, but is it? But is and, it? <laughs> and, you know what? That's what he did. He set himself up for all of this. He's like, I just want to be that guy who narrates a film like this. Yeah. And who says, or what is am it? I? <laughs> questions asking. Okay. Also, and, and to give you an idea how good this guy is crit at critical thinking, he's like, you know, but afterwards I went to interview a number of people who had cancer that used the Gerson therapy and none of the people that I interviewed <laughs> were dead. <laughs> right, Hooray. that's the argument he's making. More than a couple of people, by the way, if that's what you were thinking. My sample size. When I subtracted out all the dead yeah. ones, every single one of them was alive. Well, into the dozens is the size of my sample. <laughs> Thirteen people. I have a baker's dozen of. <laughs> there's even just some. For whatever reason, there's just random stock footage of Japanese scientists now. You yeah, know, like, he, just, he had the stock footage. He's like, I might as well use it. 
Doesn't matter yeah, the where. Edward of documentarian juggling here. beakers. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Juggling beakers. Hey, 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 I think if this wasn't a good idea, do we really think Prince Charles would be involved <laughs> okay. with it? So so yeah, you know, when you're when this is the person for whom, you know, right. you're like this is who this is who you're going to. No Prince Charles thing. He wrote a letter about it. I mean <laughs> So this is this is the person that is your reputable source of Oh, this is a good idea. Right. This is this is Prince Charles is Gwyneth Paltrow with nowhere to stick the fucking jade egg. All right. <laughs> Up his butt could, with the coffee. Well, I was about to say. Well, yeah, no, okay, somewhere to stick yeah. it. There's a place. Different different place. place to stick it, There's I guess. <laughs> all right. So and now we see uh, uh Charlotte Gerson, Max Gerson's daughter, given this batshit crazy lecture. And I thought to myself at this point, like, and, and I have this in my notes, uh, and Natalie already brought it up, but like, this is really just a documentary about why homeschooling shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because cause he goes to do his research. Like, this is this is the, you know when you hear people on the internet say, I did my research? Yes. We get to watch, <laughs> we get to watch somebody doing what, like, we get to see this in real life, what it looks like. And what it looks like when somebody does their research <laughs> is um, going to the library because he doesn't have the Google machine at home. Um, and he's, and he's just going through magazines. I imagine him sitting there reading fucking like people magazine and us weekly or something. And he's like, Oh, I don't see Gerson therapy in here. Must be cover up. That's where you fucking go. It just, because it's not in people magazine. Jesus fucking Christ. This is our educational system is fucked. Yeah. He literally says the, the narrator says Garrett studied various magazine articles. Yep. Famous medical journals like Time and People. <laughs> and highlights, yep. highlights for kids. And, hi- and there's the spot that's different. I told you <laughs> that you can eat away cancer. Yeah. And, and so he's met. He's like, Time Magazine never mentioned Gerson therapy. They had ads for real medicines for cancer, but How nothing about fucking juice and caribou placenta or whatever the fuck he was hoping <laughs> right. was going to be there. Proof of a cover-up, right? Like, that's that was uh, that was the first time I wrote that in my notes. Wouldn't be the last. Where he's like, Garrett searched all over for mentions of Gerson therapy in the mainstream media and found nothing, which could only mean it's the hidden truth. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Also, th- this is where they go, and the Gerson uh, family sent him some home movies. That's not a creepy thing for them to do to a 15-year-old kid who took an interest in their grandpa's book creepy as fuck they I mean this there's some dark undertones to this movie it's like this, this could go either documentary or horror film and somebody dies right in this. like this it's just <laughs> weird as hell all these people are real fucking weird yeah no my i was thinking at this point okay i'm pretty sure that charlotte is the killer <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's charlotte it's spoiler it's, yeah she is <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> she has a large body count well said, but but she used to be twenty. That's what we're establishing, I think, with this scene. That Garrett watched this clip of her in a, rowing in her modest swimsuit over and over and over. Why did they tell us that? So I have, I mean, my note that probably isn't appropriate says, "Does Garrett jerk off to old videos of Charlotte Gerson?" Sorry, it's a well, question. Very clearly, he did. One hundred percent. Okay, so I. <laughs> So thank you for answering that because I mean, we all know the answer. We yeah, I mean, we all did. We all I think did. we all agree that we all did. You did. So <laughs> you guys did. That's locked in. I passed. We I all passed did. Everybody said we all did. So, <laughs> all right. So yeah, he speaks for the show. Um, <laughs> so all right, and then we of course we we have to go through the whole like 
Gerson was ridiculed for his beliefs, just like Samwise. <laughs> yep. The martyr. Gerson's yeah. martyr. <laughs> he got ridiculed just like Galileo, too. So therefore, curing tuberculosis with ass kale is not stupid. Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, uh, now uh, he mentions like data right here. He says like, you know, he did this massive study with 250 patients. Unfortunately, apparently the data was taken back up to heaven when Joseph Smith was done translating it. Right. <laughs> like there's no scientists can find this no, shit. No, it's on some golden plates somewhere. Yeah. Also, th th there's another great one here. When the ABC News anchor said that you could cure cancer with butter, that guy got fired. That's also proof of the cover up. It's not proof that it's bullshit, but no, it's proof of no, a cover up. It has, it could only be, yeah. But so, Jesus okay, Christ. but, but they're, they fucking contradict themselves because they're, they're talking about curing cancer with kind of the opposite of butter. Well, that's true. That's true. Or are there just a lot of cures that are floating around? that are all sort of contradictory to each other. And you just have to pick your own. Do you want to eat a stick of butter or do you want to shove coffee in your ass? Well, that yeah. is a tough it's decision. One or the other. You got to dissolve the stick of butter in your coffee, like that fancy it, bullet it diet. Is. And that's then you put it, it in your ass. Yeah. It's, you know, we just cured cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and up to our metabolism and, and everything and could make millions unfortunately <laughs> oh also and i i know you might be thinking at this point but what about science well you remember cigarettes those were science how do those work out that's literally where we go now that's where we go because yeah <laughs> and and yes we who would who would say oh you're making this up that they you know had to change their mind on cigarettes or whatever yeah like People used to say cigarettes were safe and doctors smoked camels and whatever, but um, we're not saying that anymore. So, okay. <laughs> I wanted them to get confused here. They'd like go back to Hitler and be like, Hitler also thought cigarettes were, wait. Hitler smoked camels. <laughs> what? We were making a different point with Hitler last time. Damn it. Well, but the point here is like cigarette companies said that Gerson was wrong about his curing cancer with ass coffee. Are you agreeing with the tobacco industry? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And they're, and they're talking about, you know, like the tobacco industry. They go into kind of toxic, big pharma, whatever, because who needs anything pharmaceutical when you have garlic and raw honey <laughs> and hydrogen peroxide <laughs> hello this kid's about to cure the common fucking cold Let's pour that in your credit. ear <laughs> so okay so he so he doesn't pour that in his butt at least but he pours <laughs> <laughs> we explore a lot of orifices in this we don't know where he put them. his foot after the cut them. you never know <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We never saw him applying the garlic, so... But, but yes, that's that's a thing that happens right now. Again, smooth transition, garlic and honey. If you spread it all over your foot, it will cure your bad foot... Bad foot -itis. Specific bad foot problem. Your vague footness problem. Yep. That, so that'll help that. Hydrogen peroxide in your ear will prevent the common cold. So everybody Well, 3% prevent. though. Yes, yeah, let's not. So he was going, he went all the way down from 100 to three. And then it was like, oh, now I don't have the cold. Yeah, <laughs> right. Also, there's a part here where uh, Garrett uh, tells us his thoughts on the FDA, which his dad has written down for him in advance. <laughs> Remember how much fun it was in school to watch that kid that really couldn't read, read? That's what this we, movie is. Mm -hmm. And and then 
at the end of this little scene, there's this one moment. It's insane. <laughs> it they just cut to, they're like, Garrett gave his orphaned moose his last bottle of unpasteurized goat's milk. And then it died? End I don't of know. thought. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And moving on. And scene. What the fuck what? was that about? They're like, we're wrapping up a story that we never told. Yes. Where do you so, think they went with that? There's lot, you know what? There's lost footage somewhere where they, they started a narrative about this animal <laughs> and they got invested, but then they lost the footage. I don't know. I, well, I, I don't a know. A moose with mad cow disease is I, pretty I much think, the same. I don't know. I think that dad was just reading a how to make a movie bit and that he here and there, he was just like, okay, he needs a sidekick, yeah. Moose, uh, orphan Moose. He needs a love interest, Mexican girl. Like, you know, because it's just once in a while, he's just like, you know what would help is an enemy now. I want to go to a Moose orphanage now, too, <laughs> by the way, just for the record. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll plan a field trip. All right, so now it's time to have breakfast with Max Gerson's crazy daughter and just a couple other crazy people that were lingering. <laughs> That's <pretty laughs> much, it's a halfway house for conspiracy theorists. It really is. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It really was. <laughs> All right. Hey, well done. You made Heath stop mid-scotch. Scotch was halfway was to his mouth to and he stopped. That's, I would have right, definitely spit so That's There, done. I'm just going to hang it up. and. Yeah, right. It. That's all for me. Thank all right. You. So <laughs> now it's time. Now. I, I, I spent so much time today looking through all of this going, how am I going to transition? I fuck, It's not. Dental no. amalgam. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Just, just say a word. You. Just say a word because <laughs> that that's what this movie is. It's like, yeah, people just playing Pictionary and shouting out words. <laughs> Let's go to that uh, topic next. Let's talk about mercury vapor. Let's do it. And an object in that job. <laughs> Dental amalgam. Got it. <laughs> Improv troupe doing a science documentary. Yeah, okay. Now we get this amazing demonstration that is meant to prove that dental amalgams are outgassing mercury gas. Yeah. Mercury, mercury gas vapor. at mercury room vapor. temperature uh, all the time. And and not like a safe amount of no. mercury gas. Like a 191 mercury units <laughs> is measured at one point by their mercury. The mercurometer. <laughs> They've got the mercurometer. They've got Garrett. They've got Garrett far away from that because we don't want him to get gassed. Like, well, okay. (laughs) Now, apparently, this is a demonstration that a lot of you know alternative medicine nuts do about this dental amalgam thing. And what you actually see is water vapor. Yes. Yes. Right. So we're looking at water vapor, but then they say they they take this tooth that has a dental uh, uh, filling in it and they rub it and they they wet it first. Right. They wet the tooth because they're like, you know, that that simulates saliva. I'm like, really? You salivate water? No, but it doesn't work if we don't do this. So and then they rub on it until you get water vapor. And then he says, proving that he knows how he's doing this, he says, and this isn't just water vapor. Look, I'll dip my fingers into water and do nothing. And you won't see any water vapor coming off of those absorbent things, will you? And so what were they? What (laughs) science? Exactly. (laughs) You're just like science, bitch. And that's it. And you just. (laughs) So what were they? They were running electricity through the tooth and then checking to see the vapor. No, I think they were just rubbing it. it. 
with something. I thought they were zapping it with something. I don't I, know. I don't, I don't know, don't... but there was dramatic music that proved that yeah. something really oh. gnarly was happening. So The music was so bad. I expected Charlton Heston to come out screaming about how the amalgams were made from people. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're like, yeah. are we getting poisoned in here? <laughs> yeah yeah he's like is is this poisonous and the guy's like well here's my mercurometer let me check he gets the he gets the reading and he's like yeah that's 191 fucking mercuries if, <laughs> if the factory has over a hundred mercuries they evacuate what the fuck fact the guy works in a mercury factory i just like i just Where? like that you've now pluraled the word mercury and it's mercury <laughs> Yep. So they do that and that's scary and dangerous. And then this is one of my favorite quotes of the movie. The guy goes, so imagine, imagine six people degassing in an elevator, which is, first of all, just phrasing. Think about your phrasing, asshole. But just a great, great example. Like I want, I want to see the world where farting is from your mouth and made of mercury vapor. Is all I kept thinking That's the of. The world Heath wants to live in. So I want to live like everyone's holding their mouth closed, blowing out sideways, and pointing at someone else. One guy's got like silver liquid dripping out of his mouth. Wasn't hey, I? Need to leave. I need to go. I'm gonna go. Dude, you have a lot. That's a lot of silver. You have a lot of silver liquid in your mouth. Jesus Christ! Oh my God. All right. So, yeah, we we really dig deep, though, into how you can get mercury poisoning from having your teeth cleaned. And to give you an idea how lazy they are about this, at one point, one guy just goes, well, did you know the average life expectancy of a dentist is 53 years? Is it? Where? No. Where? In what, on what like, part of the world? Rwanda, Where? right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. Like, well, you can look this shit up. In no, Chernobyl. the fuck it isn't. None, none of these people have <laughs> discovered Google yet, and that's why they made this movie. They're just uh, going apparently. completely off of one book, a hope and a prayer, and a video camera. That's what this movie <laughs> was made off of. Like, oh, so okay, but we're not done just yet with the dentist thing. We have to now go to Colorado Springs, Colorado, to meet a super dentist who just hates the fuck out of fluoride and mercury. Is this Hal Huggins? Are we at him? Yes. Is that him? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hal Huggins. Hal Huggins. Is he sounds like a like a jolly guy, but um no. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like the 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 woodsy character yeah. from a fucking prairie novel or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but okay. This is the first part of the movie where like up until now I'm watching along with the movie I'm like, "Wow, this is fucking wacky." But this is the part where they now have this child's fillings removed. Yeah. Yeah. This this Fuck. was that part where it's like you're and up until this point you're just laughing or you're like what the fuck whatever and then you're like oh there's a there's a child that is yeah. along for this fucked up ride and and the narration is saying Garrett was depressed well no yeah. fucking shit like he's depressed because you're telling him he has poison in his mouth right because fucking Magneto's about to tear <laughs> his fillings out yes. yeah that's terrifying. Yes. Right. And it's so and and as they're showing the footage of him having his fillings removed, they're like asking a dentist, like, how many dentists would say mercury is in, in fillings is safe? And he's like, Well, that would be a hundred percent proof of the cover up. <laughs> he also says you can't be a dentist if you think mercury is poisonous. Like 
When you, like, and Wait. it's like, yeah, the day before you become a dentist, that's on a day it happens. <laughs> they show up at your house that day before and they ask you if mercury's poisonous. And if you say yes, drink this mercury, drink it now. And if you, but yeah, if you say mercury's poisonous, they take away your get badge and gun that you have. Well, for the, dentist. the dentist badge. They take away yeah. your drill. That's it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, oh, and he even says at one point here, and I believe this part is true, where he says like. 63% of people who get their amalgams removed end up with autoimmune diseases within a year, within a year. Like they point that out in their movie, but then they're like, but that's by the evil dentist who do it wrong to punish you for not wanting mercury in your face. Right. Also, how is that a helpful stat? Like celiac is an autoimmune disease, right? Like yeah. lupus. Yeah. Muscle weakness. What the but, fuck is he talking about? Right, right. Well, well, but 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 the stat that he's pointing out is like why it's dangerous and stupid to have your fillings <laughs> why, removed. Why should no? So like let's this show is Hitler. Just, and then again. let me but, remove yeah. your. Yeah. Oh, God. Hitler dentistry. Damn it. Something. Yeah. And, and by the way, also we should point out that this like lunatic Hal Huggins uh, dentist guy that they're talking to uh, talking to. He's like, yeah, I said crazy shit and lied to my patient. So I got kicked out of dentistry and they took my drill. And <laughs> but then he starts going on to like and my family left me, you know, because the American Dental Association <laughs> has a lot of sway with my family. I think your family left you, Hal, because you're fucking crazy. <laughs> so. That might be it. Yeah, dentistry is just like the mafia. Like he's <laughs> Hal Huggins thinks he's fucking Donnie Brasco of dentistry here. So stupid. I also love like because they have footage of this kid getting his fillings taken out of, but they never show the dentist. And the, and the dad explains he's like, this dentist that did all these procedures made me sign multiple documents that I would have to pay his salary for the rest of time if his face or name were ever associated <laughs> with this movie in any way because it's so true. It's too. <laughs> Too true for this dentist. What? All right. And now quite suddenly we're talking about food additives. Yeah. Everybody up for talking about food additives? Good. MSG is an excitotoxin. <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it sounds, sounds fantastic. Yeah. And they, they brought on an excitotoxin expert or something, right, to talk about it? Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the guy from the truth in labeling thing. Who says something immediately false about labeling. Yeah, so it's like the FDA doesn't require a label for foods with MSG additive. Yes, it yeah. fucking does. It absolutely does. <laughs> Shouldn't he know like, this? If this been, like his job that. description. It's right, right there. It's so many places you would know that. <laughs> it's like naturally occurring MSG doesn't have to have a label, but of course, fucking like you don't have to have like like a, a chemistry textbook attached to every tomato. Right, like, right. Body, that would be yes. insane. Exactly. Um. Yeah, and the, this is where he comes on and he's like, I got cancer because of the MSG, so my wife cured me by reading shit in the local library. No need for fancy paid educations in my cancer treatment. The whole time, by the way, the kid's got that smarmy, like, see me outwitting all the doctors again look. Just makes me want to well, take yeah, away his fucking Well, yeah, between him, his <laughs> smug face, and then this guy saying his wife spent 4,000 hours reading about MSG. <laughs> yes, Who has 4,000 4, hours to do anything, let alone, <laughs> like, I want to devote my all of my free time to reading about MSG. You have no fucking life. <laughs> do get a hobby. That's about that. <laughs> 4,000 hours. 4,000 like, hours. That, that means, was a number that was said. I wrote yep. that down because that is a yep. staggering amount of hours. <laughs> That's a lot of hours. That's a lot she's, of hours. She's real stupid, right? Like, she's got to be a super slow reader. Slow, yeah. I want to see her just like sounding it out out loud in the library. <laughs> M-S-G. You've been here for, for so many hours. 
Uh, so, yes, but she cured his cancer. Also, okay, now it's time to meet John Olney. And I love his intro. They're like, John Olney rarely gives interviews. Not that people don't want to talk to him, though. They, they always are wanting to talk. He he's, gets huge offers. He's the had complaints about the size of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he comes on to tell us that glutamate murders bunnies, baby bunnies at that. The, the glutamate industry. Is that, <laughs> is there an industry for big, like, big like glutamate, organized big together? Big 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 glutamate. <laughs> what yeah they they all it's like you think of like the last supper table with like jesus and all that there's big glutamate there's big pharma there's monsanto at the head like it there's big bee cancer there's, there's, yeah. big, there's big fluoride big fluoride yes like, big fluoride big, big root canal also big, big we atom bomb is, yeah. is there yeah so big hitler big hitler yeah, hitler's in the middle everything. he's the one that everybody's paying there's attention also little to. hitler it's weird <laughs> What's little Hitler? All right. We're so medium anti-Semitic. <laughs> then we tackle the question of just what you can eat. If you're afraid of all the banshees they put in your Twinkies. This is the part where like the, the kid's fucking starving. So he makes his dad stop at McDonald's and dad's very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can tell McDonald's is bad because later on he had to take a shit. <laughs> yeah. So. It's so weird. He's like, don't eat the McDonald's food. Technically. You're a radioactive terrorist. If you do that. <laughs> don't. And then they're on the plane and they, they, they don't show him shitting. Obviously, they don't show him shitting, but they're like, well, they don't I don't even, know how obvious that is. No, given that obvious. What we've seen that's so not far. obvious with this movie. We've, that is we've not all, obvious. Yeah, we've already point. talked about <laughs> butt coffee so many times. You think, well, why not just show the kid on the toilet? Oh, can I just, can I just, an aside at this point, you know, talking about. Garrett being the narrator's um, son, it took me a really long time to realize that they were father and son because somehow I missed that. And I just thought we were on a super creepy road trip with, uh, <laughs> with this guy with, you know, weird voice Carl Sagan and 15-year-old Garrett. And I didn't know what movie I was watching. So and he keeps so, calling him the boy. Yeah, he's yeah calling him it was the real boy. creepy. I didn't get it right away either. The boy. So much creepy. so that you think that you wonder if that's what he calls him at home. Hey, the boy, get in here, you know. Because <laughs> it's dad. Yeah, I didn't get this until the end. Either. Okay, I'm all sorry. right. Yeah. So it wasn't I'm just me because I'm just thinking like, this is real weird. They're eating, he's eating McDonald's in the car. He's kind of chastising him over narration for eating McDonald's. And I'm like, what is their relationship? <laughs> And this is fucking weird. And so, okay. And then by the end, yeah. I realized they were father and son, but it took way too long for me to realize that. Yeah. Yeah. That should have been shown up front. Real yep. bad storytelling, guys. That's, yeah. just... <laughs> and then they chastise him for shitting. I don't get it. Yeah, right. Like, what is supposed, like if you eat enough kale, you don't shit? You don't want to be shitting. That means if you're not shitting, that means your body gets all the nutrition <laughs> and you can't get cancer. All right, now we're going to head to Jackson, Mississippi, where all the cutting-edge medical research is done. <laughs> and this is the guy who explains how eating fast food makes the kids stupid, and that's what's wrong with them these days. I mean, fair. <laughs> like this, this part sounded accurate to me. I'm not sure about the science, but well, I felt, it felt reasonable. In case you're not sure about the science, they have the animation, right? To show you how MSGs break the brain's fan belt. Yeah, and my note was they spent about $2 on that animation, if anything, because yeah. I just don't... Uh, Right. Okay. And also, like, because there's so much crazy in here. Whenever he says something that's not untrue, you're like, hey. Yeah. 
right? Because at one point he goes like, and eating fast food causes obesity. And we're like, well, good. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You. you still good want job. to. <laughs> Give him a little it's your time back. of day. Stopped clock. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Oh, there's also this great moment where the guy is talking to him, like Bill Nye's evil twin is talking to him about MSG and they do the whole, we switched out this lunatic's organic chips with MSG <laughs> chips. Let's see if he notices that. That what was the fuck? He's about to go crazy. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he like holds out table. or something and just turns into a completely different creature. But no, alas, it's not that movie. But also like, okay, but if we're taking the movie at face value, he's like, one guy is saying, you know, these Chips are laced with brain poison. And the dad's going, you want some of these brain poison chips? They yeah. look so tasty now, don't they? <laughs> like, what What experiment is dad conducting? Is he just trying to kill everybody in his wake? Like, just to see if he's right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, actually, he is. Yeah, he is, um, actually. <laughs> yep. Not untrue. Yep. Oh, okay. And then, of course, not only does MSG kill your brain, it also causes cancer, which is why cancer patients so often die of broken cerebral fan belts. <laughs> he also says at one point that there are a nearly infinite number of foods with MSG. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> words have that's, meanings. That, you what can't is, what just does that even mean? What does that mean? Words that you no, want to. Nearly, no. Why? No. There's not a nearly infinite number of foods. Name an almost infinite number. Name the number that you consider almost infinity. What do you think is almost infinity? What's the second biggest number you know, you fucking idiot? He's like, fuck statistics. Fuck numbers. I'm just going to go nearly infinite. Because that covers all my bases. All right. Well, my bed pan runneth over and never have three people more earned to break. So we're going to pause for a moment. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. This was the easiest hard sell I've ever written because I could, for the first time, just actually use questions that are answered later in the film. Here we go. They are. <laughs> How does organic farming change the auras of baby carrots? They're going to tell you. How much coffee in your ass is enough coffee in your Support. ass? There's an actual Support. amount. <laughs> they have a diet. Where do morbidly obese people get their caskets? Goliath caskets. Find out the answers to these questions for realsies and more when we return for the tangential conclusion of The Beautiful Truth. All right, guys. Have a seat. We've got to get a handle on something. Sure thing, boss. Uh, what is it? Look, you're two of the best operatives that the Illuminati has, mm -hmm. but we, we've got to do something about this vegan cancer cure. What are you talking about? No, no, no. We took care of that years yeah. ago. Yeah, we fixed that. Uh, did you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are over 15,000 oncologists in this country, and not a single one of them has ever heard about it. Yeah, we've got 600,000 people a year dying of cancer. That's way over quota. 22% over, right? Look, I I'm not denying any of that. You've done a great job keeping the cancer cure out of the hands of doctors, researchers, pharmaceutical companies, the media professors, and insurance executives. Okay, well, then what's the problem? Well, it's those damn uneducated rural fundamentalist farmers again. God damn it. It's always Rats. them. Yeah, somehow they can always unearth what none of the world's best investigative journalists can get a whiff of. Yeah, those guys sure can Google. <sighs> yeah, so, um, any ideas? Uh, uh, well, uh, hate to sound like a broken record here, I've said this before, but can we revisit my idea about not 
putting Illuminati symbols in the logos of all the corporations we control. I feel like uh, that's again, no, again, come on, come on. I uh, know. I'm just because I'm saying we like it's it's right there. But and look, then they no, no, look, it, it's the hard policy. It's it's kind of our, our whole thing. That's a non-starter. Fine, right? fine. All right. Just think. Come on, guys. Like a- anything else. You know. I think I might just have the time-traveling heist-slash-assassination plot that we need right now. Seriously? For real? Yeah, actually, just wait to the end of the movie. That's for real. Wait, really? Really? Really. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our hero, he was discovering the infinite number of foods that contain brain-exploding poisons... And now it's time to face the enemy. So Garrett heads to Omaha, Nebraska to confront big food himself. Yeah, <laughs> you have to you have to go, you know, start tilting at windmills, little Don Quixote here. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. So they go to ConAgra's factory, but no one at ConAgra will talk to him. Because Not they fair. should, because every big corporation <laughs> has time in their day to be like, let me go out and talk to this 15-year-old child who showed up on our property. <laughs> yes. And just to remind you once again how insane this really is, the narrator goes, ConAgra's factory reminds me of that station in Alaska that the NSA controls the weather from. Yeah, this is, this is real. The- this is real. Yes, so- it is. Well, it's really what I, he believes. Yes, well, yeah. yes, yes. This is a real part of the movie. So we're not made like none of this. I and mean, we we couldn't have made any of this up better than they made it up themselves. Nope. No. Yeah. And this is another one of those like mundane object pop scares they're trying to do. Like this is a heavily guarded facility. And at that moment, they're showing us like a very small decorative fence. Yes. That they're like looking up at to make it look slightly taller, but it's yeah. like a two foot decorative fence. And he's like, just like a military facility, like the missile silos in Alaska that we have footage of also. And then they show us that. So stupid. Yeah. And, and just in case you didn't manage to get all the crazy out of it, he also says where there are rumors that the uh, NSA controls the weather. Also, the, the oil companies didn't have anybody available to talk to Garrett for his documentary. So they're hiding something. Typical. Uh, obviously. Oh. I mean, I, like, I work I work at a... I'm going to be working at a child care center. If a 15-year-old calls me to ask me questions, I'm probably not going to talk to him either. Like, <laughs> right, because you also I have a job work for big do, science. You know, um, and, yeah. I love this moment, too, where he's like, but, you know, like, nobody would talk to him, so he went skateboarding, and you can just see this look on the kid's face, like, finally, oh, for fuck's sake, I get to just be a kid. Uh, I thought they were going to, like, add something there, like, but it turns out those rails are made of plutonium. <laughs> Garrett's already radioactive, I think. Well, clearly. So whatever. No big deal. And then suddenly a crazy guy's talking again. I can't keep up with who's who in this. But this is the guy who goes, we have to go back to Hippocrates. Okay, so just if there was a drinking game for bad science movies. Oh, yes. Drink, drink a bottle of something every time they say Hippocrates and you'll be there. <laughs> oh, okay. Always. They, have to, they always have to take it to Hippocrates. Well, and look, he wasn't just going back for the Hippocratic Oath. He's quoting medical advice from Hippocrates. Yeah. And and he picks a quote that only half makes his point. The quote was, let food be your medicine and let medicine be your food. And then he's like, Hippocrates had amazing first halves of sentences. (laughs) Can we cut that part? Damn it. 
This is also the guy that goes, every single drug does harm. Yeah. But he, he says that just point blank. I'm just going to drop that here. Yeah, exactly. To the disease? <laughs> what? Yeah. This that's does harm, good. full stop, well, mic drop, you know, and if he you put yeah. enough of it above <laughs> you and then drop it suddenly, I just, uh, yeah. Um, food also is important. I learned that in this movie. So now it's time because none of the food manufacturers would talk to him. So now they're going to talk to a food engineer. This is where we meet Carol Hornline, who was attacked by aspartame <laughs> that raped her. She was freebasing aspartame <laughs> at this factory where she worked in engineering food. She got all the cancers. She was every cancer. I, 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 I just imagined her in a whole tub of it, just swimming around <laughs> in the Scrooge aspartame. McDuck. Just getting yeah. poisoned. Just <laughs> gave her all the tumors. So they pick her up on the way to a radio station for an interview because why add one crazy lady when you can get two? Well, and the the radio interview is like at grandma's house or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, not, it's yeah. crazy. The, it's a radio station that appears to be built by the Amish. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. it's a log cabin <laughs> radio. A guy just, like, rides to town and yells everything you say. <laughs> That's the radio station. On a horse and buggy, yeah. Uh, power so, hour. They're, they're on power hour. Yeah, right. And it's like, <laughs> the radio station has a lot of trouble pe uh, getting people to listen to it. Proof of the cover-up, right? You know, like, oh, nobody wants to advertise with these guys because they're too scared. Right. That's got to be it. And then Charlotte Gerson shows up, too, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're putting together an all-female alt-med guru bullshit Avengers. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Because this is also where the, the host here, this is the lady who wants to talk about Gulf War Syndrome. Yes. Right? Oh, that's right. It's there, I forgot about Gulf War Syndrome for a minute. We've got so much going on. There's so much fucking... It's the aspartame. Well, it's easy to forget things. It is. Right <laughs> I, 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 I was just swimming in a bath of it before. <laughs> I had a shovel full myself. You did too. Um, that's, that's how you do it, by the shovel full. That's, <laughs> well, but of course, we have to talk about Gulf War Syndrome because otherwise this birth defect montage would be completely superfluous. Again, he had the stock that. footage lying around. He's like... Gulf War syndrome. Anyone want to? Anyone come on? He's on 4chan or something. No, he doesn't have the internet. But whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. So apparently, this woman self-diagnosed with Gulf War syndrome, despite not having been in the Gulf. She admits that. Uh, but then she found that if she ate enough kale and shoved enough coffee up her ass, her undiagnosed condition went away. Funny how that works. Right? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And what? so what does she claim? She was like, yeah, I flew between Cuba and Alaska, so I was never, like, in the Gulf, but I was, like, next to soldiers who, yeah. who mm -hmm. were infected with all the toxins. Right. Such as... Yeah, please. Um, the toxins she lists are depleted uranium, mm -hmm. Agent Orange, and vaccines. <laughs> so, vaccines. Circle, circle the one circle that doesn't belong. belong. Yeah. <laughs> Because we ne we needed to go anti-vax because the movie was clearly missing something. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, uh, it it had to it had to go there, and Garrett needed to draw a graph eventually. Exactly <laughs> right. As the yes. graphs clearly show, the narration said, "As the graphs <laughs> clearly show, 
the graph looks like it was drawn by maybe a fourth grader or maybe my five-year-old got into the crayon. <laughs> it was clearly a crayon graph. And even if they had invested all the money in Microsoft Paint to make this into a real graph, <laughs> what the graph they're showing is that, and it's again, this is real popular against these alt-med people. They show the, the incidence of... Uh, vaccine preventable diseases, right? And they say, hey, look, they, it was going way down even before the vaccine was introduced. Those aren't graphs of the incidents. Those those are graphs of the deaths, right? The deaths were going down already. So like what they're saying is because who doesn't want a little non-fatal polio now and again? <laughs> but they didn't understand any of those distinctions you just made. No. They were just like, hey, look at this graph when it goes Fucking downwards, that's always bad. <laughs> Down sloping graphs are bad. And as you can see, you want to buy Amazon and vaccines are murder. So graph. Math. Also, there you have it. Also, very important, genetically engineered foods are literally lethal. And now we're anti-GMO. What movie are we watching? <laughs> we, we've gone from vaxxed to, I, I don't even know, GMO OMG or something in... <laughs> Two steps. Like, where are we? What universe are we living in? But yeah, why not anti-GMO and why not get fucking Andrew Kimbrell bag on free range Mark Hamill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he comes up like the very first thing he says after genetically engineered foods are literally lethal. Again, only if you put enough of them above you and drop them yeah. suddenly. Um, but he says. I promote organic and sustainable agriculture. I'm like, okay, that you're at cross purposes that's, there then. Those are stupid things. Well, the, the sustainable one is great. If you take out the organic, you could get so much closer. Also, I love that during this interview, the kid's wearing headphones, right? And I know it's to capture the audio, <laughs> but in my mind, he was just listening to the skeptic's guide the whole time. You no, know? He's, he's listening to Charlotte Gerson just talk. <laughs> like, is that her voice? <laughs> About what she looked like in her swimsuit 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> ASMR, there was cancer. <laughs> oh, God. And so then there's there's Andrew just sitting there, like talking about how genetic engineering can create allergens and cancer, and farmers are committing suicide because of Monsanto. And so he's throwing a lot in there. Yeah. He's got a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's got a very sticky wall. Um, he even goes like, and have you ever noticed that the chemical companies are the ones making all these chemicals? Wait, yeah, well, I did notice. Oh. That's what they do. That. You don't really need to notice that. That's just uh, words. The meaning of words. That's too obvious to notice, really, ultimately. Notice is the wrong word. Um, and then, and uh, then, like, they accidentally, you know, again, we come around to the time of day when this broken clock is wor working, and they point out that maybe we shouldn't have people who work in businesses regulating those same businesses, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Of course, to make this point, they have to interview Beth Harrison in what sounds like a sewing machine factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did make a good point there. Absolutely. And the point was kind of they were like Clarence Thomas, John Ashcroft, Donald Rumsfeld. These are bad people. And like, yeah, yeah, those are um, bad people. <laughs> that's a good point. But I, lo I love that they wanted to escalate the Hitler comparison and they went with Clarence Thomas, John Ashcroft yes. and Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> like, that made me happy. I got to admit that made me pretty happy. Because one point somebody goes, well, you know, GMO could theoretically make foods worse. And I'm like, well, yeah, but we well, don't use it. You could use it to make foods worse. Yes. Yeah, obviously. Again, this is just words. Yeah. Like, he says the FDA agreed in the 80s that it's possible to make food bad for you. 
They didn't, <laughs> they didn't agree to that in the eight. Like they were created in 1906 because that's obviously true. Yeah, yeah right. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Well, we don't have time to get into the details uh, for that because Monsanto, uh, Monsanto rather, is is pretty much Satan incarnate. So we have to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> and they're evil. To. Yeah. Well, they have an evil plot, you see, to buy up all the seeds in the world. Right. All, all of, them. of the seeds. All the in seeds. the world. A nearly infinite number of seeds. They just got like Noah's Ark and they're like, this is supposed to fit. We're supposed to be able to put them much. all in here. Two by two. Right you know all. what? These goddamn <laughs> mustard seeds aren't as small as he said they'd be. This is not um, as false. <laughs> and okay, do I have this right? Monsanto's plan was to cause a mass starvation so they can make money on that? So we all die? <laughs> on the, on the and they are, we die and they have the seeds. I guess they're just seed hoarders. I don't know. That's it, exactly. <laughs> it's just about the seeds, damn it. It's an episode of Hoarders, but it's just Monsanto all full of seeds. Like, there's not dead cats, just seeds everywhere. So. Yeah, from, from what they're claiming here, Monsanto is apparently just in it for the dead people. That's... <laughs> <laughs> also, hey, do, you might not have known this because you didn't watch this movie. Uh, pesticides, completely unnecessary. We them? made Who up bugs. <laughs> so Jesus. what? Farmers are just using them out of pure evil. <laughs> yep. just, yeah, well, there's a mass conspiracy conspiracy theory to just kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> phase, including us. Phase, phase after everybody's fifth. dead. Profit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Also, okay, now we have to talk about food irradiation because that sounds scary. Yeah, why not? Because why not? It's on Garrett's list. Yeah, well, it, and and when you irradiate food, they have free radicals, and that sounds communist. Mm-hmm. Oh, is is this where they show the two dirts? They show <laughs> yes. this is the best. They show. <laughs> oh, sorry about this. They show organic dirt. In one jar yep. next to like pesticide use dirt in another jar. It's like a before and after picture from like the Atkins diet or the whatever of fucking diet. Dirt. And like the organic dirt, it's got like a giant smile and like <laughs> hair and makeup done and a fucking erection. And the other one's just weeping. It's just like smile, sad face. Dirt. I'm looking at it. I'm going like, which dirt is, I can't tell better dirt. Because it's dirt. I don't, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what that would look like. <laughs> also, and just to make sure that like we recognize fully that there is no solid floor beneath the crazy. At this point, the guy goes like, Garrett thought that the one way to stop this would be by changing the way we vote. If you can trust the voting machines, that is. So let's let's just bring it to voter <laughs> fraud or something. Because yeah, why not? Sure. Again, yeah. because everything they just kept saying, why not? Why not? There are no scheduled stops on the crazy train. There are just stops. We get all the seeds, Mexico dies, and then <laughs> all our votes are valid. They're, oh, okay. Yeah, right, right. Nailed obviously. Um, all right. And now it's time to tackle the difficult, like, why am I the guy telling you about this when I clearly don't know anything about anything question? Spoiler, it's on account of the cover-up. The cover-up. Right? This is where he goes, <laughs> like, even my kid believed this when I assigned him to believe it in school. <laughs> yep. You've got the voice down pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time to talk about obesity. Yep. 
with a visual aid <laughs> to explain. <laughs> like, like we weren't going to understand the word obesity. Like, people aren't going to get what I meant. Can we get like ten minutes of sugar being poured? Yeah, okay, right. Well, yes. I feel like that's a little subtle. Let's do twenty. They'll get it. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So for this disconnected rant, we are going to talk about obesity by going to a big and tall casket shot. You know, because because Garrett was wondering something that every 15-year-old boy wonders. The boy... Because, I mean, you guys were once 15-year-old boys. I imagine you laying in your bed at night thinking, huh, what happens to a dead obese person? Right? Yes! That's oh, your 15 Four in the morning. Years, right? Four in the morning. You're up. All the time. Like, God damn it. I want to know what happens when fat people die. Right. Well, yeah. It's, it's a journey that all young boys go through at a yes. certain point. This... this contained so much goddamn crazy that I had to bring a clip. All right. So this is a clip. This is just after he says that we we're going to go to a big and tall casket shop. <laughs> Goliath Casket Company. Goliath. Yeah. Jesus Which is Christ. Secretly owned by Monsanto. <laughs> That's the end game. World starvation and everybody's Big fat. fat. Big <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can charge more for those coffins. That's all right. So anyway, here's the clip. The Ohio Valley is the casket-making capital of the world. Naturally, the boy had wondered what eventually happens to an oversized dead person. Here at Goliath Casket Company, this family-owned business is experiencing a booming market, which Garrett credited to pharmaceutical drugs, MSG, aspartame, vaccines, food irradiation, genetically modified foods, dental amalgams, water fluoridation, and root canals, to name a few. So yeah, that's probably what killed him, <laughs> of the fatness. Okay, so we all agree that people are fat. At least we found a point of agreement an hour into the movie, and that's nice. Yeah, we're all on the that's, same page for a second. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and just so you understand the nature of fatness geometrically, <laughs> the casket guy has to go on for a while. And say, well, you know, people are both wider Oh. And deeper. They're not taller. It's the best. They're not taller, but they are deeper. I don't mean to brag, but working in the <laughs> casket business, you become a bit of a geometry expert. And I don't know if you guys heard it. The spatial dimensions are length. Wait for it. Also width and depth. Did I say width and depth? Yes. Yes, Nailed I it. did. But we also needed, beyond just him talking about it, we needed to see the boy hop in a casket. And, yeah. not to, and not just alone, <laughs> but at one point he was fucking sandwiched in between two old people. Yes! That was like, one of the creepy things. He was things. in a casket threesome with two old people. And I'm like, yes! what movie are we watching? <laughs> what are we All right, guys. Now let's all close the casket lid for a moment. All right. Well, grab that quart of coffee and we are ready <laughs> for some and it's <laughs> The guy's going like, and some people are so fat. You can't even get them into the cremation oven. I'm like, why the fuck yeah, are you and talking, talking about, about like this? just melting fat and like it could blow up the place and whatever. And so <laughs> what movie are we watching? Well, <laughs> it's what I said to myself about 20 fucking times during yeah. watching the movie. So. No shit. Well, and then at this point, just to remind you that this is absolutely stream of consciousness. They're like, and with all this cross country travel, we had to stop to see granny. See, that's what he's doing. Now he's hugging his grandma. <laughs> All right, moving on. Now we've got some auras of uncooked yeah. baby carrots. Seriously, <laughs> this this is a fever dream. This is oh this is God. not a movie. <laughs> he 
he happened to have his, you know, VHS recorder from the 90s. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... because uncooked baby carrots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the segue is insane. It's like, yeah, we're going to stop at grandma's. And then they tell us that uh, Garrett's mom died in a freak accident. Mm-hmm. Good and to know. I'm sure... I was sure it was going to be like fluoride, mercury, Monsanto. Like, yeah, right, like a right. giant yeah, exactly. ear of corn, like the size of a piano <laughs> fell on his mom's head or something. But, and then it's like, speaking of dead moms, baby carrots are magical. <laughs> right out, Garrett remembered right after that. Hey, remember the famous experiment about the carrots and the auras? Let's <laughs> get so, into that. Yeah, so we're comparing, we're using curly and photography to compare the auras of cooked versus uncooked baby carrots. Yes. Yes, that is exactly. You're saying at home, you're like, no, they aren't. But, uh, but no, they we are. are. They are. We're watching we are. this. <laughs> but because we because this. you can cook the aura right out of a carrot. You see. I like my food aura free. Well, it says, it says <laughs> what this means is that pasteurized food is dead. And I'm like, all the food I eat is dead. That's good. Yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. I don't know if I'm you an outlier that. here, but I'm like, okay, I, my food being dead is okay. You know what's alive? Plague. Plague is alive. Hey, guys, like, remember when there was a funeral for an almond? <laughs> oh, my God. Because fuck okay, segues That wasn't a nonsense. You, like, Natalie didn't just have a stroke. Oh, there I is right now a funeral for an almond well, in the goes, movie. It happened in goes, the movie. It <laughs> He goes like, well, you've seen the aura of uncooked and cooked baby carrots. You're probably wondering what the aura of an apple chunk looks like, too. I wasn't, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, and my son felt so bad about these auras that he had a funeral for an almond. You know, like regular sane people sometimes do. I mean, this is is when you call the mental health provider and say, I think my kid needs to come in because he just had a funeral for an almond. For an almond. And it was like sloppy fat, the almond. It was like ridiculous. Like we had the, the almond depth, coffin was super expensive. Of it. Yeah. Okay. And his feet were missing. His, his diabetic. <laughs> smoking fat a cigarette. Almond. Um, all right. And then some dude cuts in to say, they're talking about the aura photography thing, right? And this guy cuts in to say, and I quote, Curlian photography is the iridology of the future. <laughs> Iridology is the bullshit pseudoscience that says you can diagnose people's health through specks of color in their eyes. We are literally saying at this point, hocus pocus is the abracadabra of alakazam. So he said this bullshit is the bullshit of the future. Right. Nothing is the iridology of the future. That's not that's not something you, um, you know, aspire to. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) <laughs> and by the way, we should point out, okay, so we mentioned uh, uh, Garrett's notes at the beginning that had the food radiology and the other thing, other science thing. proof, you know, all that. So as we're going through, we see him going back to that and crossing it off, right? When we talk about food irradiation, he, he crosses that off and all. But after that, after the Curlian photography auras of the carrots thing, we see him cross off the science proof part of his list. Did it. Shot my produce with lightning. Check the auras. <laughs> Science crossed it. Yeah, that's how Monsanto gets you. They skimp you on <laughs> they the aura. Suck all the auras out of your seeds. <laughs> that's it. They want all the auras. That's what they're after. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! All right, now we are an hour plus into this movie. It's it, this movie has all been about the Gerson therapy ostensibly. 
Um, so now it's time to tell you what the Gerson therapy actually is. Right? Like it took a while. It took a while to get here. So yeah. We, because we, we've been teasing butt coffee for a while now. But. <laughs> right? Imagine if you'd had to wait this long for the butt coffee jokes, people. <laughs> All right. So here's the steps. This is This is the whole thing. Vegan diet, organic fruits and veggies, no animal fat. Already said vegan. Right? <laughs> no salt. That's horribly stupid. And plenty of coffee up your ass. And I like how when they talk about it, he's like, coffee. Ah, yes. Coffee. Smooth, anally satisfying. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it was super creepy. He was like, wanting to like fuck the coffee but he's like no I'll show me the butt like, no it's but... <laughs> he was clearly climaxing to a coffee animal while he said mmm coffee <laughs> so alright and I want to point because this is an interesting little factoid to throw in here. At one point, he's like, Dr. Gerson's book had 50 accounts of people he cured from cancer. And I want to point out that the NCI actually looked into this. They dismissed all 50 of the claims as being insufficiently documented. Most often, there was no evidence the person ever had cancer. Yeah. Gerson just like guessed that 50 people were cancery. Yes. And then he sprayed <laughs> coffee in their ass. And then he guessed they were uncancery. That That's the, the fucking thing. study. Yes. That's it. But they didn't, they didn't publish that in Time Magazine, though. No, <laughs> well, you <laughs> or people, or people, or, people, or highlights. <laughs> um, they, you know what? Highlights definitely has a, a, a dearth of ass coffee stories. Oh, you, and if they had the differences between the pictures of two people getting the I ass just, coffee or, or Goofus and Gallant and yes, how they each get their two. coffee animas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. here's Goofus laying on his left side. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's a detail, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you need to, yeah. I don't know if you guys are doing coffee animas out there, but don't fucking <laughs> lay, lay on, on your, your left, left side, side like an right idiot, like a fucking amateur. <laughs> You need to be on the right side of your body. Left, lefty coffee enemas don't work. They don't get into the kidneys or whatever you see. Okay, yeah. So, and also, I, I want to point this out because, like, there's an unspoken thing, at least up until this moment, throughout this whole movie, where the one guy goes, like, the cancer industry is just about money and drugs. And I, and I just, I have to think when I see this kind of stuff, like, can you even imagine having that low of an opinion of your species that there are literally just millions of people willing to kill their friends and family with cancer for money? Yeah, that there is a population of people that think that everybody in the world is evil and had to get you, but I don't uh, yeah. get it. That's terrifying. That's also, by the way, Walt Disney would have totally been on their side if he was alive. I don't know why. <laughs> But why not? You know what? Why not? Yeah, really? Really? We're beyond why. Yeah. We agreed with Hitler on a lot of stuff. We keep doing this. <laughs> it's confusing every time we use Hitler now. All right. And now it's time for some hot, uncensored pancreas talk. <laughs> right. This is the part where he goes, as you can see by the cartoon that my kid made. <laughs> like, I, I would. Can you imagine that being like, this is my credible stuff I want to talk about. The cartoon my kid made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and there's some horrible drawings, but this one is one of my favorites. He's he's drawn a human and an animal that's like a carnivore animal, and then a human which is not supposed to be a carnivore. And there's they're they're digesting, and the human's longer, and it's just like sorry for all the 
technical jargon, but bear with me. As you can see, humans and carnivores have the same circle area. But humans have a longer tube. A much longer. And obviously, science. Yeah, so it, well, we also see the pancreas trying to fight off all of the um, toxins and whatnot. He, he's with a switchblade. He also threw that. <laughs> um, and so the one guy goes like, uh, well, so, okay, so why shove coffee in your ass? And the guy goes, well, it makes your butt drain work better when you put the caffeine. And then the, the lady, the lady jumps in. She goes, also the potassium. You want to have a lot of that in your ass, too. And he's like, you're right, the potassium. Oh, I was so confused until she said potassium. It, well, because it has that ass right sounded, in the word. Sounded crazy. <laughs> so what do you do? You just shove the beans right up in there? No, there there's, oh. a, there's a nice whole process for this. There's a recipe. I mean, there's a recipe. I mean, they, the movie does give give the recipe for any viewers that are like, I, I clearly need with, this in my life. With... Cartoon visual aids. All right, so a thing that happened in the real world at one point, a thing which we have proof of having happened in the real world, is that this kid's dad walked up to him at one point and said, all right, for your next assignment, I want you to draw a stick figure getting an enema. <laughs> and the kid's like, sure. Yep. That's normal. Yep. Like, I mean... When you think, how many conversations did this father and son have about putting coffee on their <laughs> That's not normal. Just like it's not normal for the 15-year-old to wonder what happens to fat people when they die. This is not normal father-son mean, bonding conversation. To Maybe, though, like, okay, you gave me a theory here. Maybe this is just like... The kid is always trying to get his dad to stop talking about coffee enemas, and he has to just keep coming up with increasingly weird shit that might get his dad off that subject. What happens to fat people when they die, Dad? Anything, and he's anything like, Let's with go coffee field up trip. the ass. I'll show you. Goliath <laughs> <laughs> Coffins is here, <laughs> but yeah. So they, but they do. They end up giving giving the recipe, and it has to be a quart because like, a quart's a fucking lot of liquid. You don't want to half-ass it. You don't want to half-ass it. You want a quarter-ass it. Yeah. And then <laughs> also, a uh, couple other details. This is important. The coffee has to be fine ground. <laughs> Why? What? If be? it's if the, if it's too bitter, your ass doesn't enjoy the notes of the flavor of the coffee. You no, know, it's not. Also, it's not like caramel flavoring. Is yeah. Nice. No. Really. And you have to lay down on your right side. Right side. Yeah. And right, then you just right. like lay with it in you for a while. <laughs> yeah. You I, get... think, I think it's like 10 to 12 minutes that yeah. you're all cooked. And then you. With... <laughs> <laughs> and also, here's an unfortunate sentence choice here for you, right? So he's explaining how you do the coffee enema. And then he's in, like, and then you go and you, you poop it back out. And then the next sentence was, but in order for the boy to be truly impacted, mm, <laughs> You're going to use the word impacted? You really want to use that exact? All right. So now it's what about, time. What about degassing in an elevator? What if he disimpacts <laughs> in an elevator with six other people and they're trapped? All right. Let's set that up. But, but the kid's like, all right, well, can't you just fucking drink the coffee? <laughs> and scene. Yeah, right. All right. So now we've run out of crazy people in America. So we go to a whole other fucking country to find some. Uh, we go to Mexico for the saddest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. This was depressing. Yeah. Uh, th this was a really hard watch, right? Because, like, again, through most of this movie, it's easy to just sort of laugh along until they start interviewing this uh, uh, woman from New Zealand 
who is dying of cancer and has been convinced that she's been cured. And she says, inside oh. myself, I feel different, 100% better. In, yeah. like, she feels different. She feels better. And yes, this is where, because I was watching this movie and texting with my podcast co-host because he obviously hates himself as much as we do because he watched it along Ooh. with me. Oh, oh, wow. So Chad Hayes, shout out to you for being the real <laughs> wow. of my life. Um, right. That this is where it was like, oh, fuck. This is, yeah. this is where you realize this bullshit kills people. Well, and, and not and only takes that. their money. Yes, yes right, yes. right. They charge people to kill them. Yes. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, it, it was it was so fucking hard to watch. And, and like, can I just have to throw this out, too. Doctors don't assign you a time to live, right? Like, they have everybody coming into this thing. They say, doctor gave me three hours and 16 minutes to live. That's not how it works. Oh. But yeah, it, 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 so so if the doctor gave you six months to live and you're seven, still alive seven months later, it's not because the coffee up your ass is working. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the only thing about this scene that was redeeming is they 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 go to Mexico and they like show the border patrol for a second, and I was just picturing them getting a cavity search and just showering customs and coffee. <laughs> so that was a fun visual for me. But other than that, it was super super depressing scene. All right, so now we interview one of the heartless quacks that works uh, at this quack clinic. Now, that, and keep in mind, that's why we're in Mexico, right? Because you couldn't open this place in America, right? Like, we, as bad as we are, we wouldn't let you have this much heartless quackery in your clinic. No, that's why you have to, you have to go to another country for this stuff. So, yay, America, we're doing something, one thing, maybe sort of, right? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. Of. As long as we only have to compare ourselves to Mexico, we're killing we're, it. We're good. We're crushing it. We're not. Somebody's medium, doing the coffee animals. <laughs> <laughs> need a wall. All right, so, and now, just to make sure that you understand how little effort we're making not to be full of shit. When they interview this quack doctor about the cancer curing coffee enemas, he goes, so what do you see in the first few days? Not what do you see after five years, yeah. right? Which is how, if you were curing cancer, you would measure these things, <laughs> but rather what do you see in the first and the, and the doctor's like, you know what? When I shove coffee in people's asses, they are so much more energetic. <laughs> <laughs> But he's so mad too. The call, like the doctors, clear, like the, the guy's like, okay, so doctor, like right away, how's that? Uh, how's that ass coffee working out? And he's like, okay, fuck, all right. Kind of hope I do. Kind of you'd ask me about stuff. anything else that I do. I really, I feel like I push back pretty hard about the coffee ass thing and stupid experiment you guys do. Like ve vegetarians are healthy. Can we talk about that? Is actually a true thing. Ah. Uh, I, and I just want to point out, like, just for those who don't have the same kind of medical expertise as myself, I want to point out that it doesn't matter what you shove in my ass, right? Is is as long as it fits, I'm more energetic okay. now. Noted. So no illusions does not matter what I have. I have I have extensive testing here. I have yeah, a lot of um, a lot of control. Morgan, groups. you got that? You got that cut out already? Uh, so that little. Out of context area, perfect. All right, and then we travel even further into Mexico to meet a girl with even more cancer. I think I feel like oh. Dad was trying to add a love interest here, he right? He, he was because you know what? He wasn't really sure what kind of movie this was going to be when he had the, the orphan <laughs> moose. He's like, "Do we want an animal sidekick?" And now he's like, "Do I want a love interest?" Who knows? Right? Could have gone either way. Either, way. and that's what it was really. It was a love triangle between Garrett, 
uh, Lupita and the orphan moose at this point. But if you I'll, think about I'll it, Garrett really wants coffee. So, <laughs> yeah. And Charlotte Gerson. Yeah, Charlotte coffee. Gerson, exactly. <laughs> and a time machine. Yeah. And, and this is where the narrator dad starts adding a Mexican accent <laughs> yes. to his English, entirely English words. It's super racist, right? <laughs> it really He's is. just like, her name is. Lupita. It's it like, all right, well, it's not even said like that. It's Lupita. Just calm the fuck down. All right. So, and then, and they, they talk about how lucky all the people in Mexico are to have way less food than us. And, you know, I always, I always, always, that's my thing. That's why I'm so jealous of Mexico is for their lack of <laughs> food surpluses. And yeah, they show us all the organic vegetables that it's easy to get in Mexico. They look terrible. They're all right. shitty and rotting and like, Pancreatic cancer coming out of the carrots, like <laughs> better, better than Monsanto, and better than carrot or a radioactive carrot. Well, that I don't even, did you, but did you notice how we didn't even look at the auras of these vegetables? They're hiding something, y'all. <laughs> Proof of the conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so now we're gonna go to San Diego. That's where the Gerson Institute is. They have extensive case files there, by the way, for anyone to see. But you have to really believe in them <laughs> to see them, apparently. It's like Just looking at guy. one of those magic eye pictures or something. It's, yeah, it's right. You have like to look past the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. That, now, the, the dude here at the Gerson Institute, he also uncancered himself with fertile, unfertilized tomatoes and and a lack of pesticides. He's like, I have all the medical records right here. And then the movie shows you like the titles of the pages he has. Yeah. He's like, here's the certificate of authenticity of me having no more cancer. That you get. I don't know if you guys know. Here's a picture of me in the cancer with today's newspaper. Here's a picture of me by myself. The next day is proven. Sure. Yeah. They also had the, <laughs> The bit where the lady cuts in and, and says, the Gerson therapy cured my fibromyalgia. Nope. Oh, yeah. I was like, we're, I thought this was cancer, but I guess we're, no, we're it's also, whatever. It's oh, with tuberculosis also a, and all that. And, and Morgellons disease. Yeah. 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 This tiger repellent cured my St. Louis blues too, lady. <laughs> um, so, oh, oh, but then we get the video of the woman who had... Not just any cancer, but super cancer. She had super cancer. She was like, oh. no, nobody was thinking she would live. No, no. The doctor gave her literally minutes to live. Yeah. He's like, by the time I'm done with this sentence, and really. too late. You're <laughs> dead, actually, now, according to. You have super duper extraordinoma stage infinity. <laughs> stage, stage almost stage infinity. Stage almost infinity. Stage countably infinity. <laughs> All right, so... All right, yeah, she's the only person that ever survived her diagnosis. And just look at how dead uh, she isn't. Yeah, um, she's there. So, okay. Proof. This, yeah. is, this is proof. Come on, this is proof. She is so not dead of cancer, y'all. You would not believe how not dead of cancer this lady is. So they go to the Mayo Clinic, right? She's like, the Dodgers at the Mayo Clinic ha said I had cancer. And the narrator's like, well, then obviously it should be pretty easy for us to get the records of the Mayo Clinic saying you didn't have cancer, huh? Yeah, and he... The narrator asks, he's like, will you go to the top ranked hospital in the country and have them make a public statement that they almost murdered you? He's like, yeah, no problem. I got it. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I, I love the audacity of these people to think they can go to ConAgra, they can go to Monsanto, they can go to the Mayo Clinic and just people just want to come out and chat with them and make statements <laughs> on when their video camera is being pointed in their face and Gareth there was with his headphones on, like, give me a statement. No, that's not right? how this works. 
Yeah, and uh, well, and they say that they show her walking in, and then they show her walking right back out empty hand, and they're like, the doctor really wanted to say that you could cure cancer by putting coffee in your ass on camera, but the Mayo Clinic wouldn't let them. You know how they are. Proof for the conspiracy. So I started a picket line to block people from going into the Mayo <laughs> Clinic. Started and a chant, ass coffee, ass coffee. <laughs> and they called the fucking cops on me. Do you believe this shit? Yeah, right. I was blocking people from going into the hospital and they called the cops. <laughs> Racism. Okay. And now we hear from other people who had cancer, none of whom are dead now. And this is where we get the the, the, the scientific proof remix. Remember? <laughs> I want some scientific, scientific, scientific proof, 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 proof. Yep. They give you like flashback to, to uh, Garrett doing his independent research. He's reading yep. the magazines. I thought they were going to like pan over and there's just like a, a Monsanto ninja lurking behind in the shadows. <laughs> ready to strike. So stupid. And then we also, we see this other guy's crazy documentary, right? He cuts in and he's like, but I'm not the only crazy person with a camera. Look. Here's more of yep. me. Yeah. <laughs> there's another one. Here's a guy saying the ACS is where the American Cancer Society is worth billions of dollars and secretly loves cancer. Yep. Yep. They they claim that the American Cancer Society is the wealthiest nonprofit in the world. Yeah. That false. would be the Catholic Church. Right. <laughs> false. That's the Catholic what? Church. And, or, or, yeah, right. They're, like, the American Cancer Society is not even on the list. No, and fuck you, movie. Like, the American Cancer Society funded research that saved my dad's life several times. Yeah, right, right. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing, too. Like, all of the, the harm that's done of this movie, you know, even just one fewer contribution to the American Cancer Society, that'd be enough harm to make this a deadly movie. Yes, if that and if somebody who was actually sick with cancer saw this movie <laughs> and decided yeah. to say... Well, fuck going to my regular doctor. I'm going to drink some juice. Yeah, yep. this is cheaper. Actually, I'm thinking maybe I should ask my dad. Maybe he was splashing a lot of coffee around in his that's ass. That's what it was. We, yeah, so, that's true. We don't know. Or his throat where your lungs are. So maybe that. <laughs> well, if you have lung cancer, cancer, yeah, you, you can just smash the beans breathe into your it. neck. So, <laughs> and also, can we point out that like something or another has to be the wealthiest nonprofit in the world, right? That doesn't make them evil. Right. It, right. It, it, they just have the most money. Like, yeah. but also fact check, like fact check your shit, maybe a tiny, tiny bit. But again, they don't have Google, but that's a simple thing. Like, what is the wealthiest nonprofit? You can, yes. you can find that out. You can find that out without saying the wrong <laughs> thing. And, Come on. Melinda okay. Gates Foundation, as it turns out. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah. All right. So now it's time to meet Juice Man because AltMed has the worst superheroes. <laughs> Jay Cordage, the he juice the, man. Yeah, the urinary bladder cancer is what yeah, you're saying. Oh, urinary bladder. Yeah, he had urinary, he had bladder cancer or whatever. And what's amazing here is we have this old man talking about a urinary infection he once had. And then we switch between that and Garrett, who is absolutely fascinated by this man's urinary <laughs> infection. <laughs> you're speaking my language, juice man. The only time Garrett's paying any attention. Yes, he's like, right, oh, right. so really? So what'd you cure with carrots? Hands what do you think uh, What do you think they'd put you in if you died of that urinary infection, you think? <laughs> carrots just size him up for the coffin. Yeah, like, right. Does he go to Goliath or does he go to the just David I coffin? I feel like you road. could put him in... <laughs> 
So yeah, so Garrett learns to juice from the master, and I wanted him like you know have to have to pull the orange rind out of his palm or something like that. You know, I wanted like a whole <laughs> training montage or whatever. He's running kid. up steps, yeah. drinking the fucking juice. Yeah, he, he hands Garrett the carrot. He starts shoving it up his ass. No, 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 no. <laughs> I feel like okay. Well, actually, you know what? Why Let's not? think about this. Why Let's not? think about this. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Maybe you're on something. This cures the super cancer. <laughs> vegetables up your butt. So. Yep. So, and by the way, Jay Cordich, the juice man, is crazy looking. Oh my yeah. god, those he, eyebrows! He's like a live action anime character. Like he's like <laughs> he's like Super Saiyan Charlton Heston. Yes, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So he he. Teaches him how to make juice. And I swear to you, I'm pretty sure he sold him a juice machine while he was there. <laughs> because he had I to saw... take something back to Alaska. Yeah, because he juices something later. He yeah, right. He right. sold a fucking juice. Yeah, that's how good that motherfucker is. All right. So now, <laughs> blissfully, everything starts to wind down. His assignment is over. Um, and oh, by the way, by the way, there is hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. wrote that in his notes. Is there hope? Then he writes yes later. And in he case wrote you were it. Worried. Yeah. He wrote yes in Sharpie. So he put that permanently. <laughs> so, right. In the paper yes, as opposed exactly. to the pencil. So. <laughs> <laughs> With a bullet. Yes. So, bullet point. Yes. So yes. Also, we see some like he's like, you know, and if any, if only everybody will drink juice, we can save the world. Shows a picture of polar bears. I do. Did they drink juice? I are they you, could if Garrett delivers it. Garrett, Garrett like rides a wolf over to some polar bears. And <laughs> juice. Yeah, right. This the wolf starts to slow down. He puts more coffee in its ass. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, also, I got. I have to point this out, okay? Because this is where they get home after all of their trip around the world and everything. And oh my god, their home is such a shithole. Oh, it's rough. I, I, you know, I don't mean to pour shame. That's Eli's thing. I don't want to step on his toes while he's not here. But like, how could you live in a place like that and think you've got it all figured out? Oh, yeah. They're getting all that like oil money from the state. From They, yeah. they live in a one family refugee camp. <laughs> it looks like it looks like a shanty town, except it's just one house, yes. which is weird. So it's just plucked it like like they lived in a shanty town in fucking Bogota. And they like picked up their shanty and put it on a truck. And drove it to Alaska. Oh my god! Which is a weird choice. So, oh, and and then we have to watch Garrett play that guitar chord he knows. Oh, is this oh, when he's with John? So so bad. And yeah, carriages. yeah. And the yeah, carrot he, juice did not make his legs grow back. Oh, that would have been the great if the if he, he gives him the carrot juice and the legs, the stumps start growing back, and he's like, "Holy shit! Uh, it's just a prop, you fucking moron!" I, I said. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So they play. And, and by the way, we should point out because so, they got this kid and he's just very clearly playing the same chord and moving it up and down the fretboard a little bit. And then the guy, uh, the legless guy's like, oh, you know what? I'll play my harmonica along with you. But the kid's not good enough at guitar to keep going after that. So he just has to stop while the guy plays something completely unrelated on the harmonica. <laughs> just a little moment for the musicians out there that drove me nuts. Uh, but also, but in, in addition to bringing carrot juice to Dave, he also brought scientific proof to neighbor Bob. <laughs> he brought it. Now, but, Bob, but Bob still did not buy the coffee enema part. Okay, I have to share a personal story. I'm sitting in the office today and I'm getting ready for this episode and I hear Heath doing that upstairs. 
And he's doing it for so long that I have to walk up and I'm like, okay, I have to know. And it for like nine minutes, he's trying to tell me where he is in this film. It's right here. <laughs> he explains the <laughs> yeah, go ahead. He tell us all about coffee? it. <laughs> because it's not fun coffee, it's arse coffee, and I've refrained from saying that the entire time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so right now. I've been holding Oh it my in. god. It's it's so good. He explains <laughs> holding he it in, that's good. He explains the the coffee enema to the neighbor Bob and his wife, and it is the greatest moment the- in a movie. Like they show Bob and his wife trying to like internalize this 15-year-old child explaining to them what a coffee enema is. And they're just like, is this a fucking sex crime? Are we even, <laughs> are we even allowed to listen to this? They like immediately walk next door and start doing a Megan's Law speech yes. to the next house over. We are really sorry. Like so, some kids do like community service for the elderly by like shoveling their snow. Gary's yeah, right, but this talking kid. about coffee enemas to his elderly neighbors. Like this is fucking weird ass town that they're living in. The look on Bob's face oh. at, at this point in the movie is one of the, like, it was the exact same look I'd had on my face the entire fucking movie. <laughs> oh, oh, so good. And then, and then the narrator comes in and he goes, someday you will die. That's the logical ending for this movie really is for me to go on about your mortality for an insanely long time as I hope that one of these sentences will sound like a good one to end on. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that was just really fucking weird. Just out of out of nowhere, he's like, also, you're going to die. Think about that. A lot. <laughs> what kind of coffin will you use? Are you fat? All right. So, and then, okay, so the movie's over basically at this point, but they have that weird little candle thing at the end, right, where they have some narration but they don't know how to just put letters up on the screen so they had to They're like i did some powerpoint slides for my first time right. on the computer <laughs> yeah by typing them out and setting them next to candles bullet and, point the end uh, yes. all written out. <laughs> but but the thing they had to tell us with this weird candle thing was about that time that gerson's bitch secretary stole yeah. his cancer cure and gave it to arthur slugworth pretty much <laughs> right? yes yes he had a slugworth in his life and they and they accuse they I feel like they accuse his secretary of poisoning with him with arsenic twice. Yes, there is arsenic poisoning involved. Absolutely, yes. And it was like all the Jews, even though he's Jewish, somehow. Yes. It was, it was like the conspiracy is crazy. All right. Well, one thing that these documentaries always remind me is that these idiots will believe anything. So to wrap up tonight, I want to ask both of you: when you lose all your morals and start selling pseudoscience to lunatics, what will your therapy that cures cancer be? So, Natalie, what will be the new therapy? All right, so it's it's kind of a multi-step process, I think. Um, so you're going to do either a blood test or do a Bluetooth thumbprint scan just to get your you know personalized body <laughs> makeup. Um, then you get a personalized diet of shakes and then essential oils to do whatever you do with essential oils, like rub mm-hmm. on you or sniff. I don't really know. But it's all it's all liquid. But you also have a you have a monthly master cleanse with maybe some turmeric in it too, like that thing, the cayenne pepper and lemon juice and whatever maple syrup. But you put it up your butt instead. And okay. so, oh my god! <laughs> and so it's like if you. If, Wait, 
I want to make, I will fund your fucking movie if we can get just one alt med- medicine so, person to put lemon juice and cayenne pepper up their ass. So, yeah, and so if you're miserable, you done. know it's Guaranteed. working. That's the normal way. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> feel the burn. <laughs> Oh my God, the fucked up thing is there is absolutely nothing in there that you couldn't legitimately sell, right? You know that someone's doing that right now. Like it's it's 1030 at night. Someone's like, oh, uh, Friday night, I got to put that maple syrup up my butt. So yeah, I could do this. Okay, this, is my, 100- this is my life goal to make this happen. Done, selling my soul. 100% serious. That's something they sell on Goop already is the coffee enema bubble. They do. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. that yep. we did a story it's like, about that It's recently. over $100. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. I haven't bought it. I've just and, seen it. Uh, yeah, yeah, a friend of mine told Asking me for all, all about it. Um, so uh, what would be the the Enright therapy, Heath? Okay, uh, I, I got two answers. So first of all, I'm thinking we try out a coffee suppository. Okay. Um, <laughs> like you grind up the beans and you wrap them in a filter and you just brew it right up at 98.6. <laughs> nice. You know, they got a cold brew and hot brew. There's a warm brew. It's like <laughs> oh, a medium God. warm brew. Um, but even better, I actually, um, right now have a can of Red Bull in my ass and I'm 100% cancer free. <laughs> so it's not just coffee. It's not just liquids. Don't sleep on the other stuff to put in your ass. Really explore that science. Lay on your it right gaps side in and the data. It, that's it. Yeah, so Lay on the right go. side. You're all set to go. Absolutely. All right. Well, Natalie, I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us tonight. It's been an absolute blast. Uh, if people want to uh, both see your documentary and hear your podcast, where can they go? Um, sciencemomsdoc.com for the documentary and Parenthetical Science is the podcast. So, um, yeah, I talk a lot less about butt stuff on that, but it's been a pleasure <laughs> talking to you guys. But it's, <laughs> but it's still good stuff despite that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we'll have both of those uh, listed on the show notes for this week's episode. And while that does it for our review of A Beautiful Truth, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to prepare you for Eli's return. So, Heath, tell us. What's on deck? Oh, it's a good one. The moment after. Oh, it's shit. David A.R. White, and it's about the rapture. I watched the trailer, and I'm pretty sure it's just a giant mashup of every movie we've done on this show. <laughs> it's everything. All of those are just smashed into one movie. It's amazing. David A.R. White and the Rapture meet again. Oh, All right. David R. White. So with that 99. to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 142 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Natalie Newell for hanging out with us tonight. Check the show notes for more her. And of course, an even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful. And there by earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us done by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on your, all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick for, of Evil Giraffes on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. According to this movie, the healthiest person in the world is Eli Bosnick. <laughs> interesting. Is. That is what they're saying. Though. Very interesting theory. The narrator accidentally got his ass coffee from the Starbucks by Pastor Manning's place and turned gay. <laughs>
so we're Illuminati agents and and uh Natalie's the boss I'm, of I'm the boss. You're the head yeah. of Illuminatist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or at least the next rung above. You're, you're okay. assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm the I'm the Dwight Schrute of the Illuminati. So here we go. Oh my god, we need to make that an ongoing sketch. <laughs> the Dwight Schrute of the Illuminati needs to be in every Absolutely. Episode. That's it. Absolutely. If you don't mind, you've been hired to I, do right, like I'm shows forever. I'm hired. I'm hired. All right. This movie is so unlamputable. I get to the it's end impossible. of the skit and I'm just like, what else could oh, I possibly I, fucking I'm write writing that the would script. be more insane? I keep, I keep typing the script. <laughs> this is in the script. Me saying I'm typing the script is in the script. This is insane. <sighs> I'm getting oh. stranger than fictioned by this script. Yeah, right? My last All right. Bit, be honest. Be honest. It's just us here. You, you guys want Garrett to die of cancer, right? Oh, God. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.